Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This time on The Kindness Project, 80s Kids TV, Greenwich Park, and we have part one of our interview with Louise Baker from Postcards of Kindness. Good afternoon, good evening my friends, good morning my friends, whenever you're listening to The Kindness People. Good morning, my dear people. Welcome to the Kindness Project. I am joined by a girl who can use any of the 20 toilets in <laughs> Wembley Stadium. It's Charlotte Dames. And I'm joined by a man who'd love to be in a house of games or a fun house. Oh, <laughs> it's yes. Fun house, a whole lot of fun, rises <laughs> to be one. I'd love to go have a go in fun house. They should do an adult it's version. A shame of, thing. It's just a shame they never brought it back. They should have done. They should do, if if there was an adult version of fun house or an adult version of nightmare, nightmare. I'd definitely give that a go. Oh, I'd give nightmare I'd a go. I'd definitely give that a go. Or an amateur version of breakdancing, which is my new oh. favourite obsession. Um, I'd love to do that. Just imagine. I mean, what did you call breakdancing the other day? It's awkward floor rolling. Awkward floor rolling. You can tell that they've got an amazing amount of skill, and apparently all they're doing is rolling around the floor they are awkwardly. So awkward. Yeah, all good floor rolling. Uh, years of my life has gone into practice. What are you practising, mate? Oh, don't worry, it's only all good floor rolling. Yeah. All good floor rolling plus that one headstand I saw do. How are you at all good floor rolling? Oh, I suck at it. Oh, you're not great at all good floor ro- rolling. I can do the awkward and the floor rolling. Yeah, the combination of all good and floor rolling, you can't do. No, yeah. no. What, what are you best doing on the floor rolling and what are you best awkward at? Uh, I am most awkward at... Um, presenting this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> public speaking, presenting this podcast and uh, talking about my ideas. Uh, and my I'm best at floor rolling. <laughs> my best floor rolling technique is the back and forth, where you hit the bed and then you roll back to the wardrobe. <laughs> this sounds like you practice that floor rolling. It, do, it genuinely does. How many floor rolls have you done <laughs> up and down your bedroom? <laughs> Tell me. This, that, that, that came to hand too quickly for you not to have floor rolled. You know where I'm best at floor rolling? Hills. And you know what my favourite hill? That's not floor rolling. What? That's tumbling down a hill. No, no, no. I'm talking about rolling like a sausage. I'm not talking about forward rolling. I'm talking about... You mean the pencil roll where you stick your hands up? That's the one I do in my bedroom. <laughs> From my bed to my wardrobe and back again. And then to my bed and then to my wardrobe. <laughs> and I keep on floor rolling. I can't believe that's an actual thing. When we were watching breakdancing the other day, I thought this will blow her mind. No, she's been doing it for ages. From the bed to the wardrobe. Then to the bed again, and then to the wardrobe. Um, I just all good floor rolling. I just unbelievable. No, my favourite. <laughs> my favourite role, right? And that's got to be a future question of the podcast. What's the favourite role you've ever done? Um, my favourite role is the role that you can't do anymore because I think they've stopped it. But when I was a kid. There's a massive hill in Greenwich Park. They put a fence up. They did put a fence up, haven't they? Uh, That goes from the observatory all the way down into the park. And if you've ever been to Greenwich Park, 
um, and gone up the observatory hill, you know it's a mammoth hill. Can, can um, I ask, when you do that tumble, do you just let your arms flop about or do you, do you pencil it and you stick your hands straight up? I've got a question for you. <laughs> when you're going from the bed to the wardrobe, how do you do it? Pencil. Pencil. You point your toes and you point your hands. Do you stay stiff <laughs> as you're doing it or do you have a little bit of a wobble? Stay stiff, otherwise it's not a pencil. Oh, right, okay, fair enough. And apart from going from the uh, from the bed to the wardrobe, and again, potentially another future question of the podcast: What's the longest distance you've ever rolled? <laughs> well, other than the bed to the wardrobe, yeah, the front of the back of my bed. No, that's not far, is it? Have you never well, straight rolled? I think I might have. I don't remember. But the last <laughs> the last time I rolled, I rolled 10 times between the bed and the wardrobe and then 27 times up and down my Sweet. bed. Right, that doesn't count as exercise. You know that. Just rolling from the bed to the wardrobe. <laughs> what did you do? Did you do a, a, a cycling class or it routine? No. I did a bedroom roll. <laughs> anyway... Anyway, back to the podcast. Um, this week's question of the podcast is, um, what was, when was the last time somebody helped you with something? So when was the last time somebody helped you with something? Can you remember? No, not a clue. can't remember. I think I get help every day, but the I struggle with remembering specific help that I've, mm. um, that I've had. Yeah. But... Like, uh, you, you get helped all the time, don't you? I have a friend and she just casually helps me with, the, with my book and I, I send her a preview of the, the draft of the chapter yeah. and she'll have a read of it and she'll go, brilliant, this is what I liked about it. There was a couple of touchy bits you might want to fix up a little bit. Uh, what, did she send you an email? No. Why did she do it? With WhatsApp message. WhatsApp message? Yeah. Do you check your WhatsApp messages all the time? I mean, I'm talking about when you're not rolling from the bed to the wardrobe, from the bed to the wardrobe. <laughs> I've turned my, I've had to turn my WhatsApp messages off because I thought I've, I've, I've put "Do not disturb" on my phone literally permanently, so that I go in and check messages when I need to, as opposed to the other way around. I uh, have WhatsApp on my um, my laptop because the only people who ever message me are my friend who checks my writing and my mum. The only one in message. The only ones in message. Don't get them me. confused. Mum checking your writing and and your friend saying, "Where's that washing I asked for <laughs> two years ago?" Here's this nice <laughs> recipe. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. She does. Do you know, you know what mum loves to WhatsApp? Days out. She's yeah. like, "Oh, should we go and do that?" And you go, "Yeah, amazing. We'll do and then that." Then we never do it. <laughs> well, we we have done a decent amount, but to be fair, I've enjoyed going back to work today. Today's the day. Uh, I've gone wait, back to work. I can't wait to go back tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Because you do get a bit stir crazy if you have too much time off. I've had two weeks off. Already... You know what, Charlotte? If we were travelling or on the road constantly, I think we'd be all right. Um, but um, We're not sit-down-stay-home people. No, we're not. I can do we? it for four days, but after that, no, I'm done, mate. No, I know, so am I, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we, you know what we didn't do to entertain ourselves? In that period. Uno. Uno. Uno, we need to get in our life. We need a bit of Uno in our life. But we didn't roll from our bed <laughs> to our sofa to the wardrobe. We should have done some of that. Anyway. You didn't. Would you? <laughs> have you been rolling without me? <laughs> when, when, do you, when do you roll? When do you, have you ever, 
<laughs> I wonder what all the banging was upstairs. Is she rolling? Sometimes you just can't sleep and play in the bed and I'm watching what I'll have a roll. I'll have a roll. Cheese or onion? No, a roll. Um, right. Okay. If you'd like to get in touch with us, listeners, you'll have get... a roll with it. <laughs> or, or tell me about your tell us about your rolling habits. Um, uh, unofficial question of the podcast: Where have you rolled? What's your favourite roll? And um, what's the longest distance you've rolled? Official question of the podcast: When's the last time somebody helped you? Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, but you can get in touch with us in a variety of different ways. At Holla Kindness, H O L A Kindness, on Facebook, uh, just Google, like Facebook search us, The Kindness Project. Um, you can Google us at The Kindness Project and find us at www.thekindnessproject.co.uk or email us at Holla, H O L A, at thekindnessproject.co.uk. Let's finish the rolling chat now. That might be a recurring theme in the future, though, where we explore rolling in more detail. Because what I'm curious about, Charlotte, is does it feel good rolling? (laughs) Do you love a roll? It kind of hurts. And why do you roll on the flat? Surely it's better when you start a roll on a hill and then, like, you gain momentum. Is there a hill in my bedroom? We can make arrangements. Um, uh, Bring in the dirt, boys! <laughs> well, where's Charlotte's Hill gone? Um, maybe we should get a little rolling track. Not, we haven't got enough space now back garden for a, like a skateboard track, but maybe a rolling assault course would be. It's the... just a strip of fabric that goes round. You just forward roll round. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And on, and on that note, let's get on with the show. Right. So next is our latest segment called. Uh, Good news. Now, we haven't really worked out how we're going to jazz it up. Can you try and do a little jingle for good news? Good news. (laughs) Good news. French edition. It's French edition. Good for the French. Good for the French. No, good good for the French. And I've got two pieces of good French news, so positive stuff that's happening in France. Um, The first one is... France was the first country to ban supermarkets from throwing away excess food. Uh, they must donate unused food or used at fire, uh, or face a fine. Now, I think this is an amazing idea. Yeah. Because you think about the amount of unused food or food that's nearly gone off but they need to throw away that doesn't get sold that could be used to... Feed the homeless. Feed the homeless or go to food. Like, whatever way you're going to use it, use that unused food. Don't chuck it in the bin. That's just a way. So, well done on France to for nudging supermarkets to use that food. Um, and another one uh, from France. France becomes the first country in Europe to ban all five pesticides that kill bees. So they've got rid of all pesticides that kill bees. What do you think of that? That's nice, especially considering bees give us one of the sweetest foods I think I've ever tasted. Also, honey can be used in lots of medicines as well. True. I I, I learned an interesting fact today about bees. Apparently, um, bees don't die 
when they sting a non-mammal. Oh, that's interesting. So if they if they sting something that where their skin isn't as um, elastic as ours, the hook containing the just rips the. Well, that's what happens when they sting a human. The hook goes in, and they can't get the hook out because our skin is elastic, and the the stinger comes out, and that's why they die. If they sting something else where the hook doesn't stay in the skin, they can sting and sting and sting and sting. Mm. Did you know that? Bees avoid mammals. <laughs> I don't know how many bee listeners we've got to the podcast, to be honest. Stab your friends instead. Bees, if you're listening and you've got access to a laptop, um, feel free to, to email us at Holler at thekindnessproject.co.uk to let us know how many B listeners we've actually got as part of our subscribers. How would you listen to a podcast if you were a B? You'd play it through your hive and everyone would listen. <gasps> maybe. Maybe the maybe. beekeepers are playing the kindness project. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Maybe it's played through that. But um, the fact that we are... Because bees are actually dying out in a lot of countries, aren't they? They are. Um, and they are part of our ecosystem, so it's really important uh, we do that. What would you, um, one, what law would you put in place to encourage supermarkets to make sure they use the food that goes to waste in the UK? Would you fine or would you incentivize? Would you, what would you do? I'd fine, I think. Oh. The long hand of the law. Fine, um. Incentivise doesn't always work because they're not losing anything. And what's to say that what they gave, what we're offering isn't something they don't already have or something they can live without? Yeah, but it's, it's that carrot and stick argument, isn't it? So maybe you need a little bit of stick and a little bit of carrot. Mm. Potentially, I don't know. So that is what France is doing that's amazing. They are making sure that all food... Uh, sold in supermarkets uh, goes to good causes and doesn't go to waste and they have removed pesticides so that the bees aren't dying only in France (laughs) but um, uh, that's a step forward and that is it for Good News This Week So now we're going to um, play a interview that I did with a lady called Louise Baker. Now, Louise um, is the brains behind an amazing thing called Postcards for Kindness mm. that we've actually got involved with, Charlotte, haven't yes, we? Yes, we have. Do you want to tell everybody about Postcards for Kindness? Oh, well, basically, it's um, sending postcards to pe- old people, I think. People in care homes, yeah, basically. Yeah, basically, who don't... Um, get them from their own family so we just we just send them some yeah and we've done quite a few now haven't we but the uh postcards for kindness movement has turned into a bit of a massive phenomenon 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 you know when you say a word too much and it sounds weird phenomenon and what i asked louise to do is come on and talk about it shall we listen to her interview yes hello louise how are you i'm very well thank you how are you i'm doing all right i'm doing really really well thanks um so far in our like pre-podcast chat we've talked about Alton Towers and getting up way too early, haven't we? So, uh, we have, yeah. what? Just to have interest. <laughs> just to have interest. Before we start the podcast interview, is Alton Towers your favourite theme park? Oh no, 
know you've got me. Um, it's probably my most regularly visited. Okay. Um, it's, it's got some things sort of for, for the adults and for the children as they sort of grow up. Yeah. Um, I probably have to say that my heart is with um, a little um, theme park that I don't know whether many of uh, your listeners will have heard of called Pleasurewood Hills because uh, when I was young growing up going to visit family in Suffolk, that's where we'd always go. So I'd, I'd say that's my, my soft spot is there. Oh, right. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, there's always, there's always that nostalgic element, isn't there? <laughs> There is, there is very definitely, yes. I was, I was, my, my, my favourite pier in the world is a, is in a place called Walton on Nays, and um, it's just this little quaint 50s pier that looks the same now that, as it did in the 80s, um, but it's just got good memories, you know, it's that one, yeah. one of those places. Um, anyway, we're not here to talk about the themes <laughs> and uh, theme parks and, and piers, we're here to talk about the amazing work that you're doing, so, so our listeners can understand a little bit more about that firstly tell us a little bit, bit about you okay so my name is louise and uh, i am the marketing assistant for a care company called your health limited um, and this summer i launched um alongside uh, sort of my company obviously it's not not just my effort but i launched a facebook group called postcards of kindness okay um and tell us a little bit more about you family and what's your background and how did you get into into uh, marketing for a care firm um so i am married and i have two little boys um, okay. who are five and seven years of age so they keep me pretty busy um and i've been working for your health now for it's approximately 18 months i think um and i came into it because my background is very creative um, yeah. i've always just wanted to write and create things for a living um and it matched really well with also wanting to wanting to help and make a difference it's yeah. you know a, a sort of industry where you know the smallest gesture can make the biggest of differences so i was really sort of drawn to everything that it brought together for me mm. so you worked in the creative fields before what in what sort of sectors <laughs> been um, a journalist um, okay. not for sort of any big publications but I used to write uh, the weddings on adverts so I've done that before but um, I've done a lot of customer service as well so um, I, I quite like interacting with people and the very human element of things like customer service and retail Okay, fair enough and tell me a little bit about your the Your Health group Okay, so Your Health uh, Limited is uh, based in South Derbyshire so the central office um, for operations is in South Derbyshire but we actually have care homes across the UK and uh, we have 10 care homes and they're as far afield for, well, from myself um, as Devon, uh, Barnsley, Wales but we've got um, some in uh, sort of Burton-on-Trent, we've got Brickby, um, Ashby and uh, near Nottingham as well so we're, we're spread out quite far and wide but uh, we're uh, hopefully making a difference with uh, all of our residents and that uh, we love all of our residents about what we do. Mm. And your, your residents are typically uh, people who are elderly? Um, yes, yeah, the majority of our homes are um, elderly, residential, nursing yeah. and dementia care, although okay. uh, we do have a care home which um, looks after those with um, mental health okay. um, conditions as well, but uh, we are yeah, predominantly elderly care. Mm. Um, and tell me a little bit about, I mean, we're going we're to talk a lot about postcards for kindness, but tell me a little bit about how the project actually started. What, what sparked the idea? Okay, so Postcards Kindness uh, was actually launched as a, a personal, not personal, but uh, personal to the company uh, project last year. Um, my managing director, Lady Vicky, uh, went on holiday with her family um, and decided that once they'd run out of relatives and friends to write postcards to, the little boy um, 
Theo was still really very keen to write postcards, so she sent one each back to all of the care homes, and they went down really well. The residents absolutely loved hearing from somebody who, you know, necessarily wasn't family or friends, um, but somebody who had thought of them. And yeah. so she came back from holiday, and we had a chat about how we could write our residents' day, and uh, we decided that we were going to ask for postcards. And um, so we put out a social media appeal and asked. To be honest, we thought it was going to be the family and friends of residents um, and those in the very local community um, who were aware of the homes anyway. Um, we asked them to think of us if they were going on a day trip or on a holiday, send our residents a postcard, and um, it exploded somewhat. Um, we had um, thousands of postcards, and they didn't all come from the local community. We had them from abroad, um, from America, um, from across sort of Asia, we had uh, loads of postcards from, I think, from every continent, uh, bar Antarctica, I think, yeah, oh, in the end. Oh, Louise, that's disappointing. You didn't get anything from an Antarctica. I, mean, I know, that's, uh, I mean, that's, just... that's maybe the goal for this year. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it, was, it was phenomenal. We had uh, lots of local media interest as well, which really helped it to blossom. And yeah. One of the things that I really loved is hearing from other care companies who sort of said to us, well, would, would you mind if we stole this idea? And we sort of said, well, yeah, of course not. Go for it. Um, so we had a lot of positive um, responses from the residents and also from the staff who noticed a real difference um, in the residents. They were quite animated and they wanted to talk about holiday memories. Um, and that was the point of the postcards, really, is that they would spark memories, they would remind um, the residents of where they used to go on holiday. We had some very typical, what you might call typical holiday destinations, um, yeah. like the old the old fashioned seaside resorts. And they just, they loved talking about going to Blackpool with their parents and donkey rides. and. But also they like talking about maybe the far-flung places that they've never been to or dreamt about. And they just loved the fact that somebody had sent them a postcard from somewhere in the world that they'd heard of but never been to. Okay. Um, so this year we thought we'd absolutely love to do it again. But because of the interest we'd had from other care homes, um, and also quite a few people who said, oh, I'd love to do this, but I just don't know who wants a card. We thought, well, you know, we'll be the middleman, you know, mm. so to speak. Um, and I set up this Facebook group simply with the... The, the idea of connecting care homes and senders so that care homes could tell us they wanted cards, senders could find their addresses quite easily, um, and everyone was brought together in one community, sort of with the same goals, really, of just spreading that kindness. Amazing. So help me understand how that works practically, then. The Facebook group is set, sent, set up. If I want mm-hmm. to send a postcard to somebody, what do I do? Okay, so you would come and join um, our postcards of kindness group. Uh, we're quite easy to find. Um, it's just postcards of kindness hyphen the group. Um, so you'd come and uh, join as a member. Um, we've made it a private group, not because we don't want to be found, but because there are lots of things being, you know, shared backwards and forwards. You know, we've got addresses being added and whatnot, so it's yeah. a private group. Um, but everybody, you know, you're welcome to come and join us. So you join the group, um, and there's a document on there which is updated live. It's a Google document, yeah. uh, which means that as soon as an address is added, everybody can see it. So it's nice and nice and up to date. Um, and you'd head into the spreadsheet, and there are now, I think this morning I've registered, I think it's 1,259 care homes, I think. That, that is amazing. This morning. Um, so you've got all of the addresses of all of these care homes, um, and you can pick you know, at random, or we've got um, an element of the spreadsheet which is location-based. Geographical. So if you wanted to, for example, yeah. choose a care home that, uh, a, you know, a friend or relative might have lived near or somewhere where you've got some fond memories so you can tell them about your memories, you can choose by location as well. Great, great. And uh, how many ca- how many cards have been sent? Do you keep track of that? Um, we, 
we try. It's, it's really, <laughs> as you can imagine, it's really difficult. I mean, I think um, as of this morning, um, again, we've got 30, I think 31,100 members. So yes. it's quite difficult um, as well because, of course, we can't expect everybody to be online all of the time, you know, not the members or the care homes. There are people sending postcards that we would never know about. Not everybody announces the postcards. There are care homes that receive cards that unfortunately aren't able to update us. You know, that's absolutely fine. But so we don't know sort of who's had yeah. what. But we have an element of the spreadsheet where you can choose to send to a care home that's not had anything this week by sort of ticking a little box. Yeah. Turns the box, turns the box green, and I've heard from our members that it's quite an addictive thing to do. They love turning the box green because it feels like a very solid way of, of recognising that you've sent a postcard. Yeah. Um, so we know sort of from that that this particular, you know, the particular home that they've ticked off has had at least one card that week. Yeah. Um, but we're in the several, we must be in the several thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands. Yeah, um, some of the homes are sort of telling us they've received, you know, 800 to 1,000 postcards already. And that's only, only really since July, I suppose, when it really, really kicked off. So it's, it's been incredible. Uh, right. So help me understand then. So you're a busy mum. You've got a day job. How much mm-hmm. time is this taking out of your life? To be honest, it's not. It was it was quite crazy to begin with, yeah. which was which was wonderful. You know, it's really nice to see how the group uh, took off. Um, but we do. There's. It's not just myself. There's um, a team, a small team of us uh, of admins and moderators. And when one of us is off doing something life or work related, there's always somebody to to sort of to back up. Um, so we look out for each other, look after each other, and look after the members as well. So it's it's not actually as time consuming as you might think because our members they really understand stand as well but it's such a huge group and yeah. you know, there are only I think there's six of us six or seven of us um so they, you know, they're really patient and understand and, that you know, we're not there all the time. And I, I'd imagine the nature of the people who join a, a group like this are pretty positive, good people, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. our members are wonderful. So, to be honest, the group wouldn't exist without them and without their sort of commitment to the cause and without them yeah. sort of wanting to, to play a part of keeping touch with each other. So they, they are the group, really. We're just, yeah. we're just there to make sure things run smoothly, but our members, they, they're the ones that yeah. really made this matter you know what i love i mean i'm a member of of your group um uh, and we've started sending cards and i love the photos of the people in the care homes receiving the cards it's amazing it's brilliant (laughs) i love it um it's just it's just fantastic so i mean you you mentioned that the sort of the members are part of the you know, secret behind building that really vibrant Facebook community. What, what else do you think is important in sort of making sure that that works? Um, I think, well, there is an element of, of moderation. Um, yep. So we try and keep it on, on sort of on topic um, because obviously when you're dealing with something as as huge as, you know, the topic of being kind to one another, it would be really silly, you know, really easy to go a few cost topics. We do try and keep it just to postcards. Yeah. And um, so we approve, sort of approve them to kind posts. It's not, not unfortunately, you don't sort of have sort of a free-for-all on the page. Yeah. Just, just because otherwise it would be, I think, really easy for things to get lost in translation. So to try and keep everybody sort of up to date with what's happening, you know, we do sort of have that element of moderation. But yeah. to be honest, the members are all sort of amazing with what they post as well. You know, they tell us what, you know, what they're sending out, yeah. uh, images of what's being received as well. So that's that's the backbone really, is that that sharing, that community. Yeah. Um, 
and it's it's a wonderful thing to be a part of. And um, and help me uh, help me understand where the furthest away from you uh, is the postcard you've heard of receiving. So is it Australia? Is it? You know? I think yeah. I think we've had. Uh, I mean, we've got we've got now not just care homes registered in um, in the UK. We've got care homes registered in America, okay. and Australia. Uh, Africa as well so we have got we've got sort of a global community of care homes as well as members so it's mm. not only members that have joined from outside of the UK it's care the care homes as well. as well yeah and they you know they're sending postcards to each other as well which is another wonderful aspect of the group that I didn't really consider when we established it yeah in that the care homes are writing to each other so it's residents writing to you know residents over the other side of the world and sharing sort of their circumstances mm. building sort of an, another sort of sense of community really as well they're amongst themselves and that's been fantastic yeah to hear those stories as well Um, but no we've had oh goodness postcards from um, we've got Taiwan we've got Australia and New Zealand um, sort of the Americas and Canada um, so it's been incredible with all the yeah the postcards that have been sent from yeah well but but again no Antarctica I don't think so (laughs) well look look it's it's always good to have an aspiration isn't it and then getting a postcard from Antarctica would be would be an amazing thing maybe in a few years though it's like you've got all this potential for intergalactic travel getting one from the moon might be even more amazing might it but you know well exactly and if you've got anybody on the space station who happens to be listening um, (laughs) well I've I've heard I've heard I've heard it does get a bit lonely up there so there might be a few podcast listeners who are buzzing the time but we'll see that would be amazing we'd love to hear from you any of our care homes we'd love to hear from space yeah that is a a good aspiration so um, help me understand because I when you look on the group and you see the photos, you can you get a real feel for um, for, for for the good it does sending mm-hmm. these postcards. But what's your favourite story of a postcard being sent to a care home resident and them just just um, uh, feeling good about it? What's your favourite story you tell? Oh goodness, um, there have been oh, there have been so many. Um, mm. I suppose sort of on a on a general level not a specific story level it's the residents who you hear about um and because we're aware obviously that a lot of the residents might be vulnerable um we're not sort of sharing details about residents so sometimes you don't hear about specific residents for example but you'll hear about a gentleman maybe um, who spends quite a lot of time in his room because that's his choice you know he would like to spend some time by himself he's not sort of maybe engaged Um, and it's hearing stories about people residents like like this um, who have then been engaged and they want to converse with the staff members and slowly but surely um, we've, you know, we've heard of the postcards are sort of bringing them out of their rooms or if somebody's going to do one-to-one time with them um, as they would do they're sort of really engaged so it's hearing about the postcards and, and the residents that have sort of connected and it's lit a spark in them um, and actually inspired them to maybe come out of their shell a little bit that has been, that's been wonderful so that was the first part of the interview with Louise. That was a bit amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, so far so good. Shall we get on with the show? Yes. Tis the end of another podcast. <laughs> it sure is. It's the end of another podcast. But, as you know, the end it's is never, never the end. really it's Because the end, the end is always going to be something new. So now we're going to do this week's question of the podcast from last week. Ta-da! And last week's question of the podcast was... Um, as it's the start of a new year, what are your goals for 2020? And we had a few dunkers to ensure my children are happy, and what to also and also to not 
fall over in the gym. Dawn, uh, I know Dawn, and she's got a history of falling over quite a lot in the gym. So uh, that's a good, um, that's a good um, New Year's resolution. I don't really believe in resolutions. Do you? No. But a good... uh, everyone, everyone sets their goals too big or too high, and then they become this instead of something like a goal to achieve it becomes a chore yeah exactly you need to make it fun don't you that's the thing Um, Serena Duffy like rolling like I reckon rolling Rolling. I reckon I reckon just incremental rolling goals are the goal of the future we'll start with 10 tonight we'll do 20 tomorrow can I join in with a rolling is that going to be weird me and you just rolling (laughs) on the floor together there's not enough space in my bedroom mate I'm so sorry guide um (laughs) Serena Darby says pass my driving test and gain more independence and freedom Caroline Thompson said I want to start losing weight so my belly doesn't stick out when trying on my wedding dress Alison Haggard wants to run three off you mad? You could do one marathon and a half, couldn't you, really? <laughs> um, Al McCann said, listen better, be kinder, also learn to cycle. And Steve Chilton said, to make sure my wedding goes smoothly this year. And our esteemed editor, Mr. Russell yes. Dames, said... Uh, he has a few things on his list for this year. He's going to continue to grow the Kindness Project, continue to work hard at being a better person, and last but not least, better myself in all areas, but mostly my health. My health. So that that was Russ, and then we had a few responses on Twitter, if I could see them. The Little Bird app. What did you... The Little Bird app. Little birdie, little birdie. Halloween. Now you can think about... We were having a game... Um, the other day, um, and um, uh, you couldn't think of a song. I said, "Can you think of a co- song that contained donkey?" And you couldn't think of one. That wasn't me. Was that Sophie? Just Sophie. I'm doing that quite a lot, aren't you? I'm confusing all the wi- uh, the women in my life. And we had a couple on Twitter. Now Chris Bard, who runs a uh, podcast himself called the Financial Wellbeing Podcast, mm. and I was ru- I, I was out running the other day because I am training to do a marathon uh, in a few months. Mm. And um, uh, Chris was kind enough to mention our podcast on his podcast. So I'm going to return the favour. Give the um, Financial Wellbeing Podcast a listen. It's amazing. Run by Chris, uh, Tomo, and um, uh, and, uh, uh, Dave Blackwell, who, who um, who helps them run it. They do talk about amazing stuff about how to use money to make you a happier person. Mm. With financial well-being, um, they talk about, and it's it's amazing. And in the uh, episode, they talked about community well-being, what you can do for your community to make you happier. Uh, he was kind enough to give us a little mention and the work we do. So high five for that. We are sharing the podcast love, Mr. Yes. Mr. Bud said his resolution for 2012 is to listen to more of the Kindness po- hey, Project. Chris. So thanks, Chris. <laughs> you turned into the funds. <laughs> hey, Chris. <laughs> 
was you, was you, was you turning into, was you trying to go into a bit of reggae there? Yeah, Chris. Um, Richard Ellis said, reduce my consumption in many ways and increase positive action. Um, and that, my friends, was all the answers we had for last week's question of the podcast. On that note... It is truly the end. It is truly the end. Have a lovely week and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.